0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the honey hole. Honey well, hole. <laughs> now, everybody, every hunter, every fisherman has at one point in their hunting career had a honey hole. Well, and there's this, this is our honey hole.
1: There's just nothing worse, though, when you lose the honey hole.
0: Oh, when your friends, <laughs> when you take a friend to the honey hole and he steals it, there's nothing, nothing worse. worse. And then no. it's no longer a honey hole. Because they ruin it. But this honey hole cannot be ruined. We are the honey hole, and we're here to talk to you about hunting and fishing. We're going to follow the season all the way through. We're going to have guests from all over the country to talk to you as we move through the different seasons and some real interesting stuff to talk about. And at the same time, we hope we make you laugh a lot because there's nothing funnier than what happens out there in the duck blind or the deer blind or wherever you may be there's a lot of funny stuff out there we're going to talk about it we're going to laugh about it and hopefully we'll pick up some pointers along the way but on the horizon we have two things coming up right right out the gate here we're shooting right out the gate with the dove opener on wednesday of this week and then 10 days later the teal opener we're both based out of texas so we're excited about it it's that time of year where we abandon wives and children we spend inordinate amounts of money that we don't tell our wives that we spent.
1: May All not even of, have the money. Yeah, you may not even have it just, you just don't spend. even have the
0: money, but <laughs> yeah. you're going to do it. I mean, I think there are people that probably haven't paid rent that just went out and bought ammo.
1: Oh, new shotgun. Anything. You name
0: it. I mean, I you know I I uh, I bought a couple cases of steel uh, you know in anticipation of the upcoming season and. uh, it 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 sucked a pretty big hickey on my credit card. I mean, uh, it was double the price. Uh, what, what did you see?
1: It's not cheap. We'll just say it's not cheap. But I'm I'm seeing like three hundred bucks a case, and that's not even for like premium ammunition. No, that's
0: not for the good stuff. That's not for bismuth.
1: No, no, no
0: that's no. that's stuff that last year I was paying one hundred and fifty nine.
1: Yeah, this is just this is just ammo to just hunt with. Yeah, it's not good ammo.
0: Right. So it's, it's crazy and it's insane, but you know, let's start it off. Let's kick it off with uh, the dove opener, which is headed up, you know, just, just three short days away. Uh, What are you planning on shooting against your dove this year, Mr. Bob?
1: I have a honey hole that I will be stepping foot into bright and early on September 1st. And well, I've got, you know, I've got a lot of things planned out. For my dove opener, I'm expecting to smack a lot of dove ass.
0: Yes. To be honest with you, I, you know,
1: it just seems like, at least here in Texas, every single dove season, right before the opener starts, you get a tropical storm, a hurricane, um, a weird cold front or something come through and it crushes all your dreams.
0: It runs them out, it runs the birds out. It happens every time.
1: Every year, and I've been watching the weather, and I've I've been looking at that Hurricane Ida, and we're lucky because last season this time Hurricane Laura hit, and it it kind of hit the Galveston area in Texas, and it hit a little bit of uh the western part of Louisiana, and it was a Category Five, I think. And then sure enough, you know, I look at the weather, and Ida's coming down the pipe, and I'm like, man. I just hope it stays the hell away from Texas and doesn't booger up my dove opener.
0: Well, hopefully, always- hopefully on the 31st, you can get about, you know, three, four inches of rain on your dove field. That's usually really, it's usually <laughs> really good for that opening morning. That,
1: that's what happened last year is we were out there for like an hour and all of a sudden it rained so bad. You couldn't hunt for the rest of the day. It, it, it basically ruined the entire season, but you know, that's what happens, but I, you know, I'm going to shoot my 12 gauge. I bought some 20 gauge ammo just for fun. Yeah. It was available. I was like, yeah, what the hell I've got my old youth model from when I was a young buck. Yeah. So I would go out there and just toy around with it.
0: Well, you know, as I've so, gotten older myself, I've come to appreciate the 20 gauge a lot more
1: big 20 gauge. Guy?
0: Well, you know, I'm not, a you know, I've come to appreciate it more because it's not as uh it's not as loud. It doesn't kick You're as old. much and I'm old. I'm old. I'm just going to be honest with you about it. And uh, so I have, you know, brought on a, I went grouse hunting about two years ago and I took a 12. And at the end of the day, everybody else that I hunted with had a 20. And, uh, that was really, as a matter of fact, that's the hardest upland hunting I've ever done in my life. And I realized why they carry the 20, A, you're hunting in really thick cover and it's a smaller, lighter gun. And it's just not as heavy because you're, you're walking your ass off all day long. So I learned to appreciate the 20 gauge after that hunt. And uh, so anyway, I think for doves, it'd be, it's a nice load. There's so many, there's so many good aftermarket choke tubes now that can really make a difference for you that I think that's where I would head.
1: Yeah. I kind of think it's a fad though. Right now. I think 20 gauges are just becoming trendy in general. Well, they're,
0: they're big and trendy, but I mean, like I wouldn't take a, me personally, if like, if I was, if I was up in South Dakota pheasant hunting, I'm not taking a 20. I'm sorry, because some of those, those wild pheasants, some of those shots are way out there.
1: You're going to um, take your 28 I'm, gauge.
0: I'm going to take my 12. I'm going to take oh, my 12. You're take you know.
1: twenty. I, know, I just, I know you're a big 28 guy.
0: Yeah, uh, you said 28. (laughs) 28, That's what I like. I actually had somebody, I was looking at a at a waterfowl uh uh chat page and a guy was actually asking about uh steel shot and what choke constriction on a 410 for a waterfowl. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking to myself, what is it, what is that gonna deliver with steel shot? I mean, is it gonna throw like three pellets out there? I don't know. Might
1: as well just, might as well just buy a slingshot, like a really nice one.
0: A really nice one, though. A good slingshot.
1: Yeah, a good slingshot with like some really good rocks native to the area.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I was. uh, It's funny you say that. I'll I'll never forget when I was uh, a young lad. You know, probably about eighteen years old. A group of us in the neighborhood. You know, back then you could just go hunting. If there was a field, you could just go hunt. You just ask permission and go. You didn't have to have leases and all this other, you know, BS. You just went. And there was a Mm -hmm. group of us in the neighborhood. And we had this one kid that had moved um, in from Chicago. And, you know, you know how it is when you're young. Everybody acts like they know what they're doing. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been dove hunting, man, my whole life. And this particular individual, I'm not going to mention his name, swear to God. He shows up for the dove hunt with a 22 rifle, 22 what, what rifle. What was his
1: name? What was his uh, name?
0: not throwing it out there.
1: <laughs> no, you, should he, you showed, should.
0: he showed up with a 22 <laughs> rifle. And, you know, I got to be honest, he killed a limit out there. He also Who killed three other hunters, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true Though we did. But y'all work.
1: didn't tell anybody, though, that he killed
0: three hunters, right? No, we, we just kind of. You kind of kept we, that hunch. We backed, out, we backed out of the field, and just kind of eased out. But yeah, well, that's usually but anyway. the best thing to do. So what load? Are you seriously, happen. what load are you going to shoot? Are you going to shoot those uh, Remington seven and a half heavy dove, or
1: uh, no? Actually, for my twenty gauge, I did. I got two boxes of Remington number six heavy dove. Um, I just picked up what they had because you can't find everything's memory.
0: gone. Yeah,
1: seven and a halfs. Um, I think it's an ounce. Yeah, load seven and a halfs Winchester. Yeah, gotcha. will see what
0: happens. You know, what's the it the best really thing? matter. You know, what's the best thing about the dove opener in Texas to it's me, really the heat. Yeah. The heat's number one and number like two, that. it's the, it's the rattlesnakes.
1: No, I really like it a lot. And I also, there's just nothing better than kind of just hanging out, sit in your spot early in the morning or late in the afternoon, whenever you're hunting out there and just getting that first couple mosquito bites on the back of your neck.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I really like that. It kind of gives me a half heart a little yeah. bit
0: the chub yeah Yeah. we call that the dove chub yes
1: yeah i like it but you know i'm not a huge dove guy i do enjoy it but it's just more or less one of those things and there's probably a million people that can relate to this that are waterfowlers it's just kind of an excuse to go out and shoot it's a one you get you get that itch and you're just like ah you know who cares go out there if it's good it's good it's not it's not what about your plans what are you going to Be throwing a
0: dove this year. Um, Well, as you as you know, and the reason that you're (laughs) you're doing this to bust my balls is I'm not going dove hunting this year.
1: Why? I just don't understand.
0: Well, there's a couple reasons. One is you know that I this time of year I usually spend a good deal of time at the beach. I'm actually thinking if this hurricane doesn't blow down my beach spot, which we're catching the eastern edge of the storm right now as we speak, and you know if I don't have water in my unit, I'm going to head down for the labor day weekend most likely and uh, the fishing probably won't be any good because there'll be so much fresh water in the bay but
1: but you never know because sometimes the best fishing is before and after a storm
0: well we'll see we'll see what happens but either way you know that's that's why I'm going to opt out and then I'm going to come back in time for the teal opener that's always good as well that you know That's always a lot of fun, but with, for us here in teal season in our little, in our little circle of Texas, where we are, it's hit or miss it's it's feast or famine with the blue wings. Either we go out there and there's a million of them flying in or we'll see six and that's not or none. Yeah. It can go either way. You know, you can have either just beautiful hero shots of limits of teal. Or you can go to an early Mexican breakfast.
1: It's kind of just an early family reunion, honestly, for our group. We've got a group of guys that we've been hunting with for, I guess, the the core group. We've been hunting together for 10 plus.
0: No, uh, Actually, the core group, 20 years.
1: Well, not me.
0: Well, I mean, you've been there with the group for 20 years. I mean, you okay. Know,
1: so we've been hunting with them for a while. You were
0: 11. Time. You were 11, but you've known them quite <laughs> a while. But that but, particular spot we've held for about 20 years.
1: And and these aren't people that they're our friends, but they're like our hunting friends. We don't really see them outside of the hunting season.
0: Very rarely. So it's, a,
1: it's it's always nice to to see them in high five. Cause everybody's yeah. got that itch when they get there in the morning. Yeah. When it comes hunting. to
0: social friends, we're kind of on their B team list. Yeah. You know, we're B teamers. We're not, you know. We're not Fort Worth society like they are. And so we're not really no. accepted, you know, into their, into their clique. But they, but they hunt with us, you know, they hunt with us.
1: They hunt with us. It's just, you know, it's one of those mornings. Everyone's excited. Everyone's fired up about it. Someone's always hung over. Yes. That's just kind of the way it goes.
0: That's kind of the way it goes. Do you know what I like best about the opener of Teal?
1: You like... What you like the most about the opener of Teals, probably?
0: Huh? 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 Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The swamp, the ass. The swamp ass, like ass, the swamp ass, and the, the waiters. Yeah, There's nothing better than ninety degrees and waiters. There's nothing better. That you juicy wear, combo. Oh.
1: You wear like nine millimeter waiters.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, they're like
1: year round,
0: year round, year round. See, I, I don't have any different. I don't have any light waiters.
1: I did something a little bit different this year, and I invested in a cheap. They're like 30 bucks. I can't remember the damn brand. What's the What's the popular? It's got like a frog.
0: Frog togs.
1: Frog, frog togs.
0: Frog togs. They, have,
1: they make hip waiters that are like $29.99 on Amazon. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. And you can slip them up over your shorts or whatever.
0: And go you know, for it.
1: And go for it. The only thing that sucks is if you stumble on a rattlesnake, they're going right through your rubber boot.
0: Well, and if you snag on something in the water, but, you know, I'll tell you a little something about frog dogs you may not know is that when I was with a certain sporting goods company, I actually encouraged them to purchase that brand. They were much smaller then. And uh, I was kind of, uh, let's say, ignored on that. And I think in retrospect that I was right about that particular purchase. They've turned into a pretty nice little brand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Plus, you know, I don't have to worry about getting snagged on anything because you don't get in the water anymore because you're fucking old. What? And you just watch us. Yeah. You're watch the young people guy. You're the guy. You're the guy in the group. You're watch everybody work guy. Who's there to shoot birds?
0: Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, when you get to be a certain age and you're but, like, and you're the founder and you're, I'm you're not like the knocking. founder. Yeah, I I'm not you're...
1: knocking. I, I, I'm not saying that it hasn't been earned. but I'm just going to say this. I'm
0: going to say this though. I mean, uh, I remember one particular hunt, uh, it was snowing, it was extremely cold and the old guy was out there moving decoys, knocking the snow off of them. The old man, the two young guys are still nestled up in their warm layouts. Well, Well, the old man fell in in. and the two young guys got up because they're thinking the old man (laughs) might not pop back up.
1: yeah and that was probably the last time you're getting in the water i don't think you stepped foot in the water after you fell oh that's in the not house. oh that's oh uh, no it's not true. true
0: that's not true i'm just going to go ahead and call bs on that that's, i'm going to call bs on that but i'm going to say that there are times when you know i might let the young guys carry a little bit more of the load than i used to
1: mm-hmm. you know yeah you're the you're old people love doing this Pull light sled out to blind. Have someone pull heavy. Have young guys.
0: The truck. put. Yes. Yeah. The, you know, get, let's say uh, we, let's say we got a group member. We're not going to use names here, um, but we call him birdie. And a lot of times birdie is my sled bitch going back because a, he doesn't have a sled. He loves to put his stuff in my sled. So why shouldn't he pull it?
1: I have a sled. I've got a sled. <laughs> I pull my own sled. I, I pull my own sled.
0: Well, you know, on the technical side of uh teal hunting, what are you planning on shooting this year? Um, what are you gonna what are you gonna throw at them?
1: I've got some leftover boxes of uh teal steel kent teal steel number
0: 5s. Yeah, that's what I have I really like that, you know. I would say I really do like that load for teal. Um and I've been real successful with it over the years. So I I as well I only shoot it for teal season. But I really do like it very much.
1: How about the guy, though, that that rolls out there and shoots like
0: BB? I've hunted with that guy that goes and then you send the dog to get the teal and you've got like a little bit of a teal burger. It's so horribly crushed. I know that guy. I've hunted with him many times. I think he's from I think he's from Kansas.
1: But you are like, oh, who shot this? And just yeah. real
0: quiet. It's just real quiet. And there's only one guy shooting three inch number twos.
1: But there's like <laughs> but, but what's so great about it is like everybody's always so quick, Like, oh that's me, that's my bird. Yeah. That's my bird right there.
0: Yeah. Except yeah. I got for, that one right there. Yeah. I got that one. I except I, for
1: when there's I crushed it.
0: I crushed it.
1: Yeah, crush it.
0: Yeah. And the other yeah. thing on uh, uh on till teal, teal season is uh you know the guy that's calling the triple. You see that I shot a triple. You sure about that? I mean, only three yeah. fell.
1: Yeah, no, I took my modified out this morning and put my open in, put my open cylinder in there. It's wide.
0: It was a, it was a, that was a classic triple, man. Classic.
1: One shot, one shot, one.
0: Oh man, one there's, shot. Nothing, there's nothing better than hunting with that guy. I don't think. Early no, there, might the be morning. One,
1: there might be one thing better than three inch number twos guy or BB guy on tail opener.
0: What is it? What would it be?
1: Rusty dog guy, the, oh. old, the guy that's got just rusty dog syndrome, all yeah. fat, smells fat. like pot. Smells like pot roast from the night before. Yeah, don't want to be out there. He
0: literally hasn't worked the dog since the last hunt of the season last year.
1: Yeah, since January.
0: And, and it, so you get to listen to him scream at the dog the entire hunt.
1: Just lay on his whistle. <laughs> ah, back, <laughs> back, back. <laughs>
0: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you never disparage a man's dog, but Jesus, that guy always shows up. Oh.
1: I've been that guy. Not not work your dog all year guy, but hate your dog guy. I've hated on my dog. You have? I've hate. Oh, yeah. Cuz you they they have days where they're just they're perfect. They're flawless now,
0: i will remember last season in particular where nelly that's that's the dog we're talking about here we had a hunt and and nelly was just like you barely even had to speak to her she's out there she's making 100 yard retrieves bringing them back to hand just not even having to i mean you barely even having to show her where the birds are. She's just knocking it out of the park and we're all just like singing the dogs prey. very next hunt, very next hunt, the very next weekend. It's like the dog just was taken downers or something. She couldn't find anything. Yeah. No, it was just horrible. I don't know what happened.
1: I'm like, she's, you know, she'll be like 60 yards out or something. It's all windy. I'm like, back, back. And then I can, since the wind's blowing toward me, I could just hear like a little mumble coming back. Fuck you. (laughs) She's just, she wants no part of it. She knows too. And she's just,
0: yeah. And she just, what the one that I like the best though is when they'll roll out there and they'll get about halfway to the bird. You know, they see the bird. You know that she sees it.
1: Saw it land, saw it splash.
0: Yeah. It's, It's
1: crippled. It's like flapping a wing.
0: And then for whatever reason, they'll just turn around or start swimming in a circle. And that's that's when people start the back, screaming, yelling. Oh, God. And you're hungover.
1: Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm just going to come back here and and whimper by you. Because I'm going to come back now. I'm just going to whimper.
0: Well, that's another dog entirely. Is (laughs) a whimper in the blind dog nonstop the entire hunt.
1: Yeah. Whining. Not cold.
0: No, not, no, just whining. Just whining because it's just that way.
1: It's unbelievable. I unbelievable. will admit,
0: you know, my old Chessie Verney was pretty she was pretty Dude, prone to died. the blind yeah, blind wine. Until she gosh, got tired. Gosh. And then she would stop when she got tired. But
1: she was the worst. Yeah, oh she was a God. bad
0: blind whiner. Awful blind whiner. I just I, I have zero tolerance for blind
1: whining, kids included. Oh god! <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I uh, I've done quite a bit of prep. Have you done anything at all? I mean, with you not hunting dove and you still have you know, more weeks after the dove opener, have you done anything at all to prepare
0: yourself? Well, you know, you just it's, a minute, guy. It's funny that you say that because I've been on a real mission. To clean out all the junk in my garage and your 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 mother and I have really been trying to clean stuff out. And it just so happens that one of the things I had to clean was the garage where I keep all of my stuff. And so I got my um, got my layout all squared away, got it all ready to go, got my decoys. I actually washed my decoys, you know, got a little soapy water. You just gave them a little light wash with little Dawn and, and a soft brush. They look great. So I'm, re- I'm I'm ready to go. Got my my guns all ready to go. Put a put a new front sight on it. Got my ammo all ordered. Um it's here. I'm ready. I am ready. What kind of sight you put on season? that. I put on a uh True Glow high vis. Sight just, I actually, front just
1: sight. I actually just put on a high vis sight today. I put mine on the um mid bead.
0: Huh. Well, you know, um the other thing about that is is what kind of choke tube you know we both by the way, we're just shameless plug we're not sponsored by anybody, but we both really believe in the kicks high flyer um and the uh, comp and choke aftermarket choke tubes um we use both for turkey and uh upland and waterfowl, but what do you think you're what are you gonna shoot as you open the season in that what two tube, tube are you gonna put in mm,
1: for both teal and dove. I have an improved and right now improved cylinder choke mm-hmm. tube I'll stick with that I'll ride that through teal season and then I shoot for the entire dub season or uh duck season big duck season I always shoot a modified don't I know why it. just my favorite choke
0: So I'm going with uh I'm actually going to go with open cylinder for teal which is my which is my standard and then uh you know I choke it up as I go through the season I, I'll go to like an improved modified and then I'll get that kicks high flyer late season. I'll shoot that high flyer full. And, uh, as you know, that, that has done really well for me.
1: Yeah. We shoot a lot of pintail too. So yeah. they tend to high, fly they, pretty high.
0: They they tend to come in a little bit higher yeah. and, uh, they, they do, it does really well for us. And, uh, like I say, um, we're not sponsored by anybody, but if we use good gear, we'll call it out and let you know about it. And, uh, if we get a hold of some crap, we'll let you know about it.
1: Well, speaking of washing your decoys. Yes. I know you spend a lot of time hand washing them and everything. That's that's fine. But uh, consider this. Go through the car wash
0: in your truck. And put them in the back.
1: Put them in the back. Wash your decoys right up. Uh, you
0: and know, you don't that, have to do anything.
1: You literally just, you get a car wash. You kill two of Yeah,
0: uh, I never thought about that.
1: And you clean your decoys, and you clean your decoys pretty damn well. Not a lot of people know about that trick, but me, because that's how I clean mine. Uh So there you go. I didn't see it online anywhere. I accidentally went through a car wash one time with my decoys in the back.
0: And then you knew. Then you went, aha.
1: Yeah, it it was a done deal. Like five bucks. Go in there. Spend no time at all. Just make sure... Like, I have mine Texas rigged.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: you got to yeah, make they, sure that...
0: They don't that, get blown around.
1: Yeah, they don't get blown around. Tie a knot up yeah. there close to the decoys so they don't get all infused and entwined and shit. Plus, you could really use a car wash. Me? Yeah.
0: I just washed I don't my think you, car. Your truck. Oh, my your, truck, yeah. I don't
1: know if you've washed that truck ever.
0: Mm, yeah, I have. I have. It's been
1: a long time.
0: It's been a while but yeah, I, I don't know, I, th- I think it makes me a better hunter when it's dirty.
1: Mm.
0: It's superstition.
1: So are you gonna you gonna go dove hunting?
0: No, I'm not going to go dove hunting. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, oh. I'm well, not. I I you know when that storm comes through here, when it shifts a little bit more west and it dumps all that rain not, on us, I'll not, call you. But I wish you the fun. best of luck. And that's That's really all I've got for, for today.
1: uh, We never did mention our names. Oh, people are probably like, who the hell are these two people? With these really peculiar voices. Who are they?
0: Well, um, my name is Bobby Dodd. And my name uh, is also Bobby. Dodd. Dodd. Yeah. Uh, That's right. Because it's my son and we are Bobby Dodd Jr. And Bobby Dodd, the third. And uh, welcome to the honey hole.